Our reading this morning is from Colossians chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other, and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Greetings to all you in church. From all those of us who haven't made it back yet, uh, this is St. John's Seminary Monash. Uh, and I'm grateful to the rector here, Monsignor Jerry Ewing, for his fantastic welcome and hospitality. And for 130 years, people have trained here for the Catholic priesthood. But the seminary uses one particular phrase to describe itself. It calls itself a community of formation. So people come into this community and are formed by this community, formed into the people that they most want to be, to do the thing they most want to do and to fulfill God's purpose for their lives. And people go out from here, have gone out from here, 
to serve the church across the world. Now, it seems to me that a community of formation is not a bad description for our church. As we share our lives with others, so we are part of their formation. And as people share their lives with us, so they are part of our formation. Now, in this chapter in Colossians, Paul uses one word to describe a a hallmark of God's people. And that word is thankful. Can I remind you? Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of God dwell among you, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts, gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So thankfulness is in the DNA of the people of God. Now, I borrowed some headings from someone else to talk about this, but they, they work for me. So here's a group of people marked by grateful unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. And be thankful. Now you probably know that that word, peace, isn't just a fairly cool word, meaning the absence of conflict. It's a strong word, meaning all is well. To be at peace is to be at peace with God. And so to be at peace with myself and to be at peace with one another means to be right with God so that we are right and do right to all those around us. I used to love playing rugby. Now I love watching rugby. And of course in any match there are moments of individual brilliance But those times when the ball comes out from the forwards, through the halves, along the backs, and the wing touches down in the corner, that's shalom. That's peace. That's how these things should work together for good. And it's exciting and pleasing when it goes like that. So the peace of Christ is being right with God to be right with one another. And Paul says, let that peace rule. And the phrase he uses for rule is act as referee. So let the peace of Christ blow the whistle. Let the peace of Christ make the umpire's call. I'm not going to let anger and resentment win. I'm going to get all miffed because I'm not getting what I want or not getting it my way or seeing things done the way I think I should do them. Or am I going to let the peace of Christ blow the whistle? And Paul has a vision. A vision of the people of the peace of Christ. A church with the name over the front door. The peace of Christ community. It's a group of people where all the divisions of the world don't count. Old, young, rich, poor, slave, free, men, women, buffle, Jew and Gentile. These don't matter to the people's belonging. It's a group of people who treat one another like no other group of people in the surrounding society. A group of people committed to being 
right with God and doing right by one another. Now, if I feel at peace about something in my life, it must be okay, wasn't it? <coughs> my choices are my business. But isn't it good to ask, how do my choices look, not just in my own eyes, but through the eyes of the family of Christ, of which I'm part? Are they at peace about my choices too? What are my fellow Christians making of my choices, both my specific choices and my lifestyle choices? Am I willing to ask them, not just for their advice, but for their opinion? And what effect are my choices having on others? Am I willing to let the peace of Christ referee my life? Now when I see and experience the peace of Christ working out like that uh, around me, then I am thankful. So grateful unity and then grateful praise. Maybe that's easier to understand. But Paul again sets grateful praise in the context of mutual relationships. He says this, let the message of Christ dwell among you as you richly admonish one another with all wisdom, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now when Paul talks of the message of Christ dwelling, he means the message of Christ moves in and takes residence. The message of Christ is not an occasional visitor, but a permanent residence. Now I know admonish one another does have a bit of a feel of telling people they're getting something wrong. And I'm amazed at how many people seem to have the gift of admonishment towards me. But Paul says, admonish wisely. Maybe it's the three E's. Explore, explain, encourage. We explore, we listen to each other. We explain, we share our understandings together. And we encourage one another to move forward and to go deeper. Faith isn't a purely private matter, is it? It's something we share together and build together. And as we share together and build together, we worship together with grateful hearts. Uh, there's an African proverb, you've probably heard it, that says, it takes a village to raise a child, and it takes a church to make a disciple of Jesus Christ. But in the community of the church, we learn from one another, we learn from one another what matters we see other people's values and concerns we learn from what they get right and from what they get wrong and in that way the message of Christ dwells deeper in our hearts and in grateful service whatever you do in word or deed do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God the Father through him do it all for Christ do it all with grateful hearts. Now, of course, there are things that we have to do, whether we feel like it or not. But always doing things just out of guilt or duty can sometimes build a sort of grudging resentment. But doing things for Christ gratefully sets us free. I will do it all for him because he gave his all for me. And gratitude is the golden motive. So a community of transformation, grateful unity, grateful praise, grateful service. Now maybe you're thinking, well, I thought this was a series about how our church can reach out into our community. And all this stuff, Colin, seems fairly inward looking to me. 
So may I respond? In order to reach the community, we have to be a community and be a community that God can add to. Do you remember from the early days of the church, described in the book of Acts, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe of the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And then this. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So here's a description of communal life. Here is a community that God could add to. And here's a community that people wanted to be added to. So here's something I, I, I read recently. The entire church community becomes in this way a crucial element in the task of commending the gospel. It demonstrates what it looks like to love and follow Jesus and so love and serve one another. And it does all this as the church body lives out its life together. From public meetings to small groups, from meals together and social events. Life together not only strengthens our shared belief, it also communicates that belief to a watching world. So our parish as a community at the heart of our communities. A community about which people say something like this. There's something about these, uh, these people uh, which is different and attractive. When I look at them together, I see a community where I wouldn't have to be like someone else in order to fit in. I see a community which would accept me as I am, where I can be who I am, where I can become who I long to be. Now, within the one community of the church family, there are always a number of little communities. Just like my rugby picture, God sometimes uses brilliant individual efforts, but sometimes God uses the fours and the halves and the backs so that the wing can touch down in the corner. And throughout my Christian life, my experience has been to see God bringing together little groups of people who have worked together to make a difference. Now, I'm brilliant at having a hundred ideas that I think it would be wonderful, fantastic if someone else did them. But this isn't about having great ideas for someone else to do. It's about fulfilling my place with and alongside others in that community of God's people of which I'm part. So who can I join with? Who can I invite to join with me to do it together? In every church I've been part of, there have been little groups of people who, by the Holy Spirit, have been brought together to make a difference. There was a toddlers group uh, reaching out in the name of Christ. Now, to make space for the group, uh, we had to move all the chairs in the church. And a group of men did this early in the morning before they went to work. 
and then they put the chairs back in the evening before they went home. We offered, of course, coffee and cakes, but the cakes were baked, the coffee was served, all by women of advanced years, some very advanced years, I'm talking 80 plus maybe, but they were my go-to people. And they took an interest in the mums and dads, and the mums and dads talked with them. Maybe because they reminded the mums and dads of their own mothers, actually probably their grandmothers. So here's this vision of a community at the heart of our community that is characterised by grateful unity, grateful praise and grateful service. Shall we do it? Together? And if we do so, what will people see? Maybe they will see something like this. <laughs> 